Hello and welcome to The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I'm BJ Ryan, teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Terry. Good to be here, Beej, once again. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Looking forward to this Kingston Town Classic day at Ascot on Saturday. Me too. The third day of the Tab Touch the, um, Masters Series. The weather gods have been uh, good to us, haven't they, this week? After 40 degrees all week and we get a nice uh, cool 27 on uh, on Saturday. So no excuse to not dress in your finest, is there? That's right. And the card is just sensational. It's a Cracking. Ripping, ripping days racing. Cracking, yeah. Plenty of winners out there today on uh, Saturday, I reckon. Now, uh, just coming off a, a big uh, win, uh, Winterbottom Stakes Day last Saturday, how did you fare from a punting point of view? Uh, it was Mr. Janelle which saved the day, basically. Um, we had a, had a reasonable little play on Rock Magic each way as well, which uh, saved a few of the uh, early uh, all-ins. I had the early price of Idle Silver as well, so we were, we were close there, but um, take nothing away from the winner, um, Hey Doc, who um, you've got all the data there. I'll let you uh, take, uh, take that, but it was a, a big training performance um, to get him up. A uh, big run from our Flirtini as massive. well. Massive, absolutely massive. Who was arguably... Um, a, th- a few will disagree with me, I'm sure, but the run of the race. Um, stage man unlucky again. Unlike uh, Pike to get held up twice um, with the same horse in a row. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how he responds um, in the Scahill over the 1,400 metres. Absolutely. We'll, which we'll discuss later. But, um, yeah, all in all, uh, from a punting perspective, walked out about square. But uh, another very good day at the Tab Touch Master Series. But how about yourself? Yeah, not a bad day. Zenay's was a good result in the last of the day. Uh, I rarely see you. I actually watched that with you, Beach, and I rarely see you uh, ride a horse home. And you gave that one a little bit of a whip and a little bit of a, a little bit of oomph, and I really quite enjoyed that. So uh, well, yeah. it, it needed it. It needed it. It did need it. It, it just did. had to poke its head through a gap and and get there on the line. Um, and that was. I mean, it was eleven dollars when we did our our pod last week. I think it firmed into. Six bucks. Shorter? Oh, it might have been shorter by the end. Yeah, the the money for it was really strong. So that was good. Bit of a little bit unlucky earlier in the day with Levitate and uh, Rebel Knight. Uh, running into a bit of bit of strife and both arguably should have won but uh, all in all it was a good day out, out at asco out at headquarters and um yeah the 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 tap touch master series rolls on um so yeah and just touching on the winter bottom stakes hey doc that was a masterful training performance from tony and Calvin mcavoy set that a week after we saw what team williams did with regal power second up um, Haydock second up from injury to elevate and improve the way he did and just absolutely smash the clock. Um, the, all the information that, that I've seen suggests it's one of the best sprinting performances of the calendar year and um, and could have even been a podium finish in, in a race such as the, the Everest. So that was a seriously fast race on Saturday. My favourite part about it was uh, the press conference on Wednesday or Thursday when he suggested go down and fix the 21 bucks. I love a good positive uh, non-fence sitting call in racing. So uh, How good was that? He was, almost, he was almost taken aback by, by the price. He was. He was offended. He I, was I, offended, I, yeah. I reckon he might have uh, had a reasonable day out, to be honest, Beach. Well, he said he's not a punter. So he did say if he was, he, he would have he cleaned up. From the sounds of it, it wasn't punting. It was shrewd investing. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, they, they are proper, proper trainers, the McAvoys, and um, and they got they got Haydock to produce something truly special on Saturday. Um, outside of that, you wanted to mention not to be missed. 
Uh, yes. That, yeah, that was yeah, that, that was some was huge. Win. Yeah, horses aren't meant to, to win in that manner. So um, when Pike was circling him the entirety of the race, the horse never settled whatsoever. You're meant to be beaten then. You're not meant to have another kick in you. And um, we actually saw a couple of uh, a couple of we've seen it at last in the last couple of weeks. Patrick Carberry versus William Pike in tight finishes over the final hundred meters. And um, I don't think we're ever going to see a different victor besides William Pike when those two sit down and ride him out. So expecting not to be missed to be winning Black Type in the um, in the next six uh, six to twelve months. I'd suggest. Yeah, Pike is very hard hard to beat, especially in a photo. Although Paddy did get one back on him in the Tats Cup with. Um, Missile launch outstaying them, um, uh, but and that was a good result for for Vaughan and and Paddy Carberry, um, and good to see Missile launch back in the winner's circle. He looked like being anything early, and it sort of detoured from being uh, a mile to to like a pretty capable now stakes winning middle distance performer. So. Yeah, they'll head towards a pretty uh, a pretty thin uh, Perth Cup, I'd suggest. Which was our next item of discussion. Twenty five nominations this mm. week when. When they came out on Monday for the Perth Cup, oh, Beige, I think I think when you're talking about the all-in markets went up pretty quickly after the uh, after the noms were out, and when you're talking horses like British Bessie uh, under twenty to one all-in for a Perth Cup, that's that's not good. That's it's dire. Uh, it's as bad as I've ever seen nominations for a feature race in in Western Australia, and. Something now has to be done. Uh, I don't know what exactly needs to be done. It's obviously, it's pretty time-honoured that we run it around New Year's Eve. That date has been changed to the nearest Saturday now. But um, yeah, I'd like to probably hear your thoughts and other people's thoughts about uh, about what we can do to sort of um, put a bit of life back into one of our most time-honoured races. Yeah, we should really throw it open for discussion uh, on Twitter and maybe we can put some time aside to, to chat about it next week once the Group 1s are out of the way. So next week on the 1-1, one, 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 we might share some of our thoughts. But for me, it all revolves around uh, prize money and 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 the money money programming talks as well, programming yeah, yeah. and also it's it's more of a reflection on a lack of investment from an industry point of view in stayers and that, that goes through, you know, um, that dates back to when we reduced the Perth Cup from two miles to 2,400 metres. We've dumbed down our, our, our ranks into, and we don't run that many races, 2,000 metres plus. So perhaps we need some stays, bonuses. Uh, we, we need a, to recommit to running staying races and um, and just just have a just grow organically the, the ranks and, and the numbers within that bracket mm-hmm. um, but yeah if, if we don't cater for them well enough then then sooner or later the numbers are going to thin out and if it wasn't for for Bob and and Peter's investments then the, the Perth Cup would be pretty thin wasn't it really so well the chance we're going to have an under 10 horse Perth Cup looking at the 25 noms I reckon you can put a line through probably five or six seven eight of them getting mm-hmm. there at all yeah. um, a couple of Bobs are going to have 59 and if he's got the four favorites he may opt not to send one or two of them around so yeah a chance of a final field I, I wouldn't take 30 to one about this sorry a full field i wouldn't take 30 to one about a full field so i reckon uh it could be yeah it, it's not a good look for wa racing that's for sure yeah so we we might throw it open on twitter for for a discussion i'm sure there's plenty of clever clever racing enthusiasts out there who want to see the perth cup thrive so if you've got any suggestions let's open it up on on twitter and we will we'll raise some of them on next week's uh, episode of the one one before we, before we move on just want to make a mention to our man on the ground in victoria melbourne victoria craig de uh he was uh his keen eye spotted hey doc in a flemington jump out back on october 27 He's in a, a WhatsApp group with a heap of fellow punters that, that I'm included in. And he made mention that Haydock jumped out superbly 
and uh, that Tony McAvoy mentioned um, that he was considering heading to the Winter Bottom Stakes. He put this on the WhatsApp chat, October 27, that was. A few of the boys got on at 30 to 1, and some even got on at 50 to 1. So there was a few happy boys in the WhatsApp chat on uh, on Saturday when uh, Haydock bolted in. He in would the have been bottom. a popular man, I could imagine, Beach. Very popular man. So, Dicko, well done, and that's pretty astute over a month out from, from the race. So, I like that. Yeah, that is, that, is, that is good work there from Dicko. Well I done, like, I like a good futures bet. So... At the 1-1, we uh, have the generous support of our sponsors, um, Market City Meats, Timmy Hewitt from Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Also, don't forget our Get Out Steaks competition, which was very popular last week, uh, won by Tom Atkinson, and he's, um, he's going to be putting his steaks on the barbie this weekend. So we'll mention that just before race nine, when we're doing our preview. So that's the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And also fellow, fellow sponsor, the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills since 1899, drop in and see Ian O'Connor, the publican, Butchie, in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, for a frothy feed and a flutter. And also we will be doing our WA Racing Mastermind quiz. Um, it's, sure all happening. That, it's all happening, Beach. It is all happening. I'm sure there's a few blokes who wouldn't mind wearing the title of being WA Racing Mastermind. So the, this week's questions will be obviously Kingston Town Classic themed. So um, we might even mention them just before we do the preview. What do you think, Terry? Yeah, sounds good to me. So that's the WA Racing Mastermind competition sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Before we start our preview, last thing on our items of discussion for some of you who, who aren't aware Terry is a member of the Kingsman Syndicate and they are part owners in Dig Deep who will be going around in the $1 million Group 1 Kingston Town Classic on Saturday. Are we, are we in that, are we? I don't know. Sorry, Beach. I haven't paid any attention. So tell the listeners, give them, give them a bit of insight. You've won a Karakata plate. You've gone around in, uh, at a WA Guineas. What's, what's the feeling like to, to be involved in a horse competing for a $1 million in a Group 1 race? It must be pretty cool. It is obviously stating the stating the obvious. It's it's very exciting. We um I've been involved in quite a lot of horses um over the last probably six or seven eight years. And um, Dig Day was actually my first ever winner. It was actually my first ever place getter beach uh, at a Bunbury Maiden uh, a few months ago or six eight months ago now. So for him to go on and, and win the Karakata and just be involved in the um, the fanfare that comes with these type of races is uh, extremely exciting. And um, I mean I get I get excited just when a horse runs in a in a um, in a York Maiden that I've got a small share in, so to have one in a Group One of this nature, uh, well, I haven't been able to get overly confident about his chances. While I don't think he's impossible, um, the build up to the week will be just as exciting as the uh, couple of minutes the race goes for, Beach. And what about a shout out to our friend uh, Mario Delino? Oh, he plucked number five. He did. Part owner of Dig Deep was uh, did podcast, the honors friend of the podcast friend of the podcast. Yeah. Back yourself. He um, he did the honours at the barrier draw, he and he got barrier five, which ended a bit of a run of sort of dodgy gates for oh, Dick D. Yeah, you don't have to be dead to be stiff, Beach. We've been uh, we've been uh, roughed a little bit over the previous uh, few draws, but this time done 
by hand and uh, our man Mario went up there and uh, got the chockies. So did he also? He's also a part yeah, owner of Jericho Missile. Plucked he, eleven. Plucked so 11. he plucked eleven. They were they were fine with that though because they okay. wanted, they wanted to go back regardless. So I don't think the barrier was too important for Jericho. So yeah. I think he drew um, the perfect hole for both of them. To be honest, yeah, so, I think think barrier barrier five is, is a terrific gate. Ladbrokes ever let him go. He can be a professional um, barrier draw plucker. <laughs> so so yeah, we'll touch on the the Kingston Town Classic in depth later on it's time we start our preview terry what Let's do you reckon get stuck in so did you want to do a quick quick mention about how you think the track's going to play oh. rail back in the true no easterlies forecast 27 hoping, degrees what, what are you thinking i was hoping you'd tell me Beach, to be honest uh the rail being back at the true tends to suggest uh some form of bias uh most of the time the rails at the true position it's it's not um all that easy to make ground in saying that, with the uh, atmospheric conditions of uh, nice temperature, 27 degrees, I think it is, not too hot, and um, southwesterly's forecast for the afternoon, that tends to um, allow horses to make ground. So it's a little bit conflicting in that sense. If it was an easterly, I'd basically say you can't um, come from further back than probably fifth or sixth and win a race. But I think we'll play it as we go. We're going to allow for a fair track, but definitely have an eye on um, a potential bias as the day progresses. So that, that'll be my thought process. I, I won't want to be getting too excited about horses early that are going to settle rearward with um, speed maps, which don't look overly suitable. Yeah, and as always, it's all, all tempo related. So if you can try and exactly try and right. map the race and work out which which races are going to have genuine speed and, and all that, then then obviously that will that will help you shape the race and work out which is the best way to go. But as always, adjust uh, as the races unfold. For later in the day, uh, the the pattern will emerge early, and um, and yeah, just make your adjustments if if see fit. But yeah, rail back into true. It certainly does suit those horses close to the fence and and on speed. Um, so yeah, hopefully hoping for a fair even. Always want field. a fair track, exactly right. Love a fair track. It's uh, it's a lot more enjoyable for uh, for punters basically, and that's what. Uh, it's the lifeblood of the industry, isn't it? That's anyway, Beach, we've got 46 minutes to see if we can break the hour mark. Can we do it? Pressure's on. Yeah, I've, I've got us at a long price. Let's get uh, on to the first uh, on Kingston Town Stakes Day, the uh, two-year-old event where we see Starfield Impacts, who created a fairly big impression, uh, third up when leading throughout for uh, our friend. Friend of the podcast, Magic Mike Santich. Magic Mike. Uh, Beige, he, um, she, sorry, she looks difficult uh, to beat on paper. This isn't a race I've gone overly deep into with the two-year-olds. I, I tend to wait for a bit more exposed form before we really look at getting too excited. The only thing I'll say here, Beige, is I, the way she won, if this was Adam Durant or a, um, a Simon Miller youngster or even a Paul Jordan youngster, I would be happy probably considering a dollar eighty pop, maybe in some form of multi or wait till it gets the two bucks. I don't have as much trust, no offense to our good friend Mike, don't have as much trust uh, in Mike being able to get the horse to replicate that same effort. Um, should be winning the race, but I'm going to be having a very, very small bet on a horse. I really liked its trial and I really liked its first up run, despite peaking a little bit on its run. Uh, looks very green. Has a lot of learning to do, but I think Chris Parnham can have choice bids sitting just in behind him here. Um, it's There's markets that we're, we're recording on Thursday morning, so markets are still making their way up as we speak, but it's around about the $12, $15 mark across the agencies. I think each way for a small little bet, that will um, more than suffice me here, Badge. Yeah, look, Starfield Impact, she's um, probably 
arguably should have won both her starts. Definitely should have, yeah. The initial play, and then when she ran second to our Danny, but righted a few wrongs with victory in the crystal slipper stakes, dominated from, from the front. She stands out as the horse to beat. Um, I, I'm not surprised to see her. Uh, odds on, I marked her $2.25 just for the fact that she's deep into her first prep. And, um, Do you so look she, at the stable when you mark it in that sense yeah, as well? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but she's going she's gonna to lead. Uh, if she turns up, she should really just win. Um, that's, that's the way I look at it, providing she hasn't trained off since her crystal slipper performance. But with two-year-olds, it can be touch and go. You've, you've got them one day and they're, they're gone the next. So um, I can see uh, your, your reasoning with choice bid. She's another um, thing. This colt's got to be in the mix as well. Sorry, Beige. Another yeah. thing with Choice Bid is you, if your lineup hits run directly against American Choice, I, I almost think Choice Bid was a better run, and it's it's um, just about double the price that American Choice is. So um, yeah, it's just a it's another it's another reason why I think that one might um, might slip under the radar. Yeah, for me, quite simply, Starfield Impact should win at the price. It's 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 too short. If it gets out to two, uh, beyond two dollars twenty five, maybe around the two fifty, which I doubt it will. But if it does, I think that's a bet. Otherwise, uh, I can I can probably play American Choice and Choice Bid. If Starfield Impact is going to get beaten, it's going to be by one of those two horses. I don't really think any of the first starters can make an impact. The best of them might be Mindari, who is um, full sister and a stable mate to last year's pretty smart two-year-old filly in um, specialism. So for me, Starfield Impact on top, American Choice and Choice Bid are the two horses that can knock her off. Perfect. All right. Race number two. Oh, the question on everyone's lips here, Beige, is can they test it? Can they test it? Can it, they test it? Yeah. Do you, you don't I, could see, come, I could have come up with something a bit weird. <laughs> Good, oh, that was pretty average. You don't see uh, horses win oh, very often like this nah, or test you, you did the other day. Pretty exciting stuff, actually. So race two is uh, the, the tab touch better. You're about handicapped over 1,100 metres. We have a... Very impressive maiden winner. This will test you. Adam Durant, William Pike, heading straight to town. Graduation company. She's all the rage, Terry, all the rage. What do you think of the early prices? Well, I think the best part is you look at this race and you see it's got horses 1 to 12. It's only got two horses, this race. Genuinely do not look outside of this will test you and Silken Eyes. This will test you, will lead, will land, Silken Eyes will land on its back. Um, from a, from a futures perspective, I really want to watch coming around for the new stable. I reckon it can go to another level, but this is not its race. It, it'll flood home for third, fourth, fifth, something of that nature, but it, this isn't the race to, to have anything on. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, Beach. I, I marked them $1.60 versus $4.40 type thing, and I think they've gone up very close to that. So I just said to you before we started filming, I'm almost glad I don't have to have a bet because I, I really just want to sit back and um, and watch how this all unfolds. So mm. Silken Eyes is a horse I believe would have gone close to winning the Placid Arc. So this will test you while it has it's quick, extremely quick. It's gonna it's coming up against a serious racehorse and a racehorse that I think is better chasing rather than racing without cover, um, as we've seen by um, I think her his um, two best performances are both over eleven hundred meters too. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. So I, I'm intrigued. I, I do think. Do you think this will test you across and find the fence? I guess that's probably yep. straight to the front. I, I think it's 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 a sharp beginner. I think it'll scare off Passer Hero. Um, and Driftstar will be ridden with a sit on purpose, which means it gets across to the fence. Rose, uh, not Rosebush, Silken Eyes on its back, and game on from there. Brilliant viewing. I, uh, I don't really have a strong opinion, to be honest. The, the market is exactly as I have it. So I, I think 
the Quinella will be probably two dollars forty if you're lucky, and mm. that's to be honest, that's that's probably cracking value. That's probably the way to go. But in saying that, you might end up with a very thin thin dividend. Who knows with those pools? So, yeah, Beige, you've got a stronger opinion than me from a punting point of view. Well, this will test you. This will test you. The, the numbers that it recorded on debut, like mm. it was, like was easily the best performance of the day. Under a hold too. Uh, yeah, under a hold, just absolutely smashed them. Um, that following up from some pretty impressive trial performances as well. So, for me, look if it if it's as I heard someone say that Adam Durant thinks it's one of the best horses. That was no, that was the that was Richie Bell over the line. So I, yeah. I actually looked that up and I couldn't find where. Yeah, Adam I'd like said to know where. But, um, but if that's the, look, if this horse is as good as they say it is, it should just jump to the front and win. However, I don't think it's a bet at the price. I actually really like Silken Eyes to 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 stretch. This will test you, as you said. Silken Eyes is going to hopefully hold leaders back with a smother coiled up. Uh, tracking this will test you everywhere it goes. He can he can peel and have the last crack at um, at this boom this boom four year old mare. Um, so silken eyes for me like it's run when it gunned down. Um, drink what you like and War Saint midweek. Uh, I think it was three or four starts back. That was impressive. It's third behind Massimo over the Ascot eleven hundred meters. Two back was excellent. Wasn't suited in a slowly run race for an outside leader the other day. Dug deep though. It was yeah, dig it did. Paul Harvey got the got the best out of, out of him on the line. I don't know. I, I've got a feeling that Silken Eyes and Silken Eyes is going to be the play for me. Yep. I, I've I marked him four dollars, so I'm happy with about the price at the moment. I'm happy to have a go. Yeah, like yeah. not not huge, but I think this will test is just not about at that price. Silken Eyes for me. I like it. Little ping at the stumps. Yeah, I think I'll be waiting, and um, if this will test you, gets to two bucks, or if Silken Eyes gets to six, either yep. of those prices will be a bet. Yeah, Otherwise, I will be an interested uh, onlooker. Very interesting. If, if this horse blows them away, well, Sky could be the limit for, yeah, for this will test exactly you. Yeah, so. exactly right. Uh, on to the third event over the mile, 72-plus event. Um, this isn't a bad little field, which has um, uh, been put together here. I, um, the first thing you look at at this field, you see that uh, Pike's opted for Midnight Sky. I thought the Jedifair. first thing you were going to say was that Field of Vision is no, scratched. No, Field of Vision's out, yeah. One of Terry's favourite yeah, horses. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I was going to get my money here either way. So I had something on last start, Beach. I might have mentioned that too, mm. about 80 to 1 when it was probably a bit stiff anyway. Um, I, I actually don't mind this one here. I really think the Midnight Sky is a horse that needs to, well, this campaign, it looks like it, it's building slowly. Um, uh, into its work. First up, uh, it trialled on the 16th of September, didn't race first up until the 19th of October. So it's a, a tick over a month between trial and run. And, and we saw that with a lot of Durant runners and we saw them all fail. I don't I don't think there was one exception um, that didn't fail. Uh, back to the trials after that. Was okay behind Forceful. I didn't think it was, was great. I thought Harry Thomas hit the line harder. And I don't think I don't think Harry Thomas should be hitting the line harder than you. Uh, he came out to win his next start, so that makes me feel slightly better. Uh, most recent outing, back to the 1,200 metres. Uh, I think that was probably just a pipe opener for a race like this, just to keep things ticking along. Uh, it was a brilliant effort with um, with CJP on board behind um, behind Electric Light. Gets in with a 54.5 here. This isn't a superstar horse, Midnight Sky. It's a nice horse, and we'd all love to own it. But for Bob, like it, it's probably a horse that'll be at a dispersal sale in, um, in, in six months or a year's time. But... 
with the conditions of this race, with the weights, uh, with a little bit of pace in front of it, I really think Pike can settle in fifth or sixth here, and uh, he will be responsible for lifting it over the line. In saying that, the three dollars fifty at the moment—that's thin. That's that's what really thin. What price did you have? I marked her four dollars, and she's I, my on-top selection as well. I had a three, um, I had a three sixty, but I just expected with horses um, like Jetafair, Nelson's Flight. Even Arctic Stream, who I think's been been racing really well in, in especially last start in Better Company, um, I thought we might we might see a bit more a uh, bit more rain about her. So I'd be recommending to hold the um, hold off for now, and I'm pretty sure we'll see over four dollars um, on the day on the exchange, especially with money for inflation as well. It's a horse they they like to back, and I'm expecting a bit more um, tenacity and aggression from uh, inflation and from Avidus uh, as well, who. Probably not the worst in this either. They did mm. around the fifteen dollar mark, um, but for me, it's going to be a, a small little win bet on Midnight Sky, and I'm going to wait for the late price and um, only play if I see uh, four dollars or more. Good, yeah, I'm with you, Terry. I, th- I actually thought Midnight Sky probably should have won two starts ago uh, in the forceful Harry Thomas race. See, Harry Thomas, and when they both got out, and you watch mm. the last fifty, Harry Thomas was going to the line better, and they were both held up at the same time. That's what really worried me is that Harry Thomas isn't obviously renowned for its ability to um, savage lines and get yeah. bags. So yeah, that, maybe that I, I just thought me. that she just just lost momentum at a vital stage, and mm-hmm. and maybe just didn't pick it up as well as Harry Thomas did late, but she was still good. Really, really caught the eye, had no luck at all in the jungle mist, ran into all sorts of strife early and late. Uh, she she was she was strong over the 1200, back to the mile, gonna land midfield, do no work in transit uh, with Pike on 54 and a half, ticks all the boxes for me. Uh, if the track, if there's a slight pattern early, a leaderish pattern early, Nelson's flight, uh, could be the one to to roll to the front and uh, try to dictate terms from there. Nelson's flight carried 60 kilos to a brave all the way win at uh, at Bunbury last start off a off a, off a freshen field of vision. Mm, mm. And um, but prior prior to that was a arguably good thing beat just nutted on the line by Jetafair. We don't need to talk about that either, Beach. Yeah, that, the horse hasn't been good to me, has it? Actually, was, now I look back through his results. That was nightmarish. That yeah, day, so. that was nightmarish. That um, day, yeah. Paul Harvey, the Pontiff, in really, really good form, yeah, ominous yeah. form. Um, I think Nelson's flight can roll to the front, and if it's a little bit leaderish early, he's going to give this a he's going to give this a shake. But for me, I'm, I'm hoping to get four dollars midnight sky. If we can get that, uh, maybe late on the exchange, I don't know. But hopefully, uh, that's the way I'll be playing. Nelson's flight is is the, is the other winning chance that I'll be operating around as well. Also, bar shoots off Lord Help Me Run. I imagine they're going to push forward. Class runner, I wouldn't be surprised to see an improved performance from yeah. him. His run in the Carbon Club was okay. better better than it reads on paper. So this is this is a, a nice race for him coming back in grade. But for me, I'm operating around Midnight Sky and Nelson's flight. Yep, midnight sky for me, Beach. We're uh, we're in agreement there. Uh, moving on to the the fourth of the day. Uh, pretty keen here, Beach. Tell us, tell really, us what you think. Really Terry. like one here, Beach. I don't think it's we- going to be too hard to decipher where my thoughts go here either. So a week ago, just the seven days ago, I was very keen on this same animal. Um, the Nikonian uh, went out in front and set a reasonable tempo early before fire and rain. Uh, Craig Staples and Paddy Carberry on Dia Della Arza came across and thought between them they'd try and sort it out without um, 
going over the top, I guess, speed-wise. But Craig opted to try and take on the Nikonian mid-race. I, I had the stats up before. I've, I've disappeared now. But uh, I think they went about five or six lengths over benchmark for the middle third of the race. Beach, something, something of that uh, nature. Yeah, they were steaming early. They for were sure. steaming. They were, they were definitely steaming. And uh, Craig's hopped over onto the fence. Where I don't think he had complete um, clear galloping room in front of the Nikonian. Thought, uh, thought it was a little bit cheeky of Craig to do so, but um, it basically stopped the Nikonian in, in his tracks. Had to, but it, what I liked from there is a lot of the time when you've had to work that hard early, then you get crossed. The horse just says, "No, I've had enough." He was held up in the straight, got out late, and was only beaten two lengths. I really, 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 and you heard Neville Parnham in the post-race interview because his stablemate actually won, Guns and Navarone, yeah. actually won that race at, at cricket score odds. And he actually said, oh, yeah, yeah, when it was asked, did you give this one a chance? He basically said no. If you agree between the lines, he said no, the Nikonian's flying. We, we didn't give it a chance, no. I, I am certain if the Nikonian doesn't get crossed or if Fire and Rain and Dia Delarata um, don't go crazy on it, that it wins that horse race. Like, I am I'm just beyond certain that that, that race is, is all over the Nikonian wins. And I think the same will happen um, on Saturday. This is a slightly more competitive field with uh, with Caracapo being in the race. Mm. From a speed map point of view, this is how I see Caracapo being in this race. And I, I, its last performance was a real outlier. Well, not an outlier. It's been racing really well, but it was a really peak performance. It was a dominant victory for a horse who's never shown the ability to come off speed. Jeez, it was powerful. That was incredible. Mm. It was it was a really, really good win. Um, the way I see it is if it doesn't jump again and has to settle rearward, I don't think it can catch the Nikonian. Okay? If it does jump, Jason Brown is a little bit different to some of the other jockeys where he has a real penchant and a tendency to be happy to take a real strong hold so i don't think he'll be the one up at the girth of the nikoni and putting the pressure on he'll sit in second but especially remembering how well it won with a sit mm. um and being ridden more patiently uh two weeks ago doesn't that throw a bit of a spanner in the works you always thought caracapo was a speed horse yeah exactly and then, right. then it misses the kick and and gets forced to be ridden a certain way and it records a career best performance so what would the taylor camp be thinking how what do they do with this horse moving forward i still think you look to to jump and settle as close to the speed as you yeah. possibly can but that that performance i mean i, I made up swear words that i uh, didn't even know existed halfway through that race because i'd had a fair uh, as you know i think we we tipped that with a bit of uh confidence that day so i was um i think i was already halfway to the bar for a uh, commiseration drink so i thought it was uh buckley's once that missed the kick beach yeah there were um, plenty of tickets being uh, torn up when they are shortly after the start what we need to look at is that its last eight outings seven of those including trials it's missed the kick mm. once it's got out cleanly um and that was around uni time dance music which form again, obviously yeah. looks very good two starts ago exactly right so law of averages suggests it's going to miss the kick again but if not, I'm not too perturbed because I do. I think Steve will have. Here we saying no one's crossing me. Steve will be saying go and get stuff. You so are you not think, crossing um, me here. I think Jace will write, will be too patient on the outside of the Conian. Go back to the Conian's win on Railway Stakes Day last year when beating In Love with Paris and watch how that race unfolded. I reckon you'll see a very very similar race here. Wouldn't even surprise me if a horse like Mankind prevailing wins from out wide jump ping the lids and jason takes that much of a restraint that he lets something cross it and tries to take the one one so what about craig on uh, lord ludlow 
I don't think Lord Ludlow's got the pace over the 1,200 metres first up so each. I think, you're, I think you're trying to bait me here, by the way. Maybe a bit of deja vu. No, there won't be. And I should, I should, uh, I, I probably, my tweet was probably a touch harsh towards Craig that he should get a, a lengthy suspension or something. I was talking from my <laughs> kick at that stage, clearly. Um, Craig is. Uh, Punter, punter's lament. No, yeah, pun, it was 100% punter's lament. Craig is a, uh, yeah, a very. No, good I agree job with you that. in regards to prevailing winds. I think he's the horse that's going to uh, come across it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know? No, I reckon the only reason he led last start because he had the inside gate and a slower in a race where um, Black Sabbath ended up outside the speed. From 12, I think they're going to go too quick for him. I think Mankind crosses him. Okay. Um, I think they'll want to go forward without doubt. I just don't know if they'll get there from the wide gate. I just think uh, a couple inside were a bit too quick. So, mm. I Obviously, Rebel Knight was probably a good thing beaten last start, but Plutocracy, Excise Free... Uh, there might have been one other. They were good thing beaten in the same race, you could say. They were held up with, with lapfuls of horse under him. So Rebel Knight got out, hit the line really well. But from barrier eight, he's going to get a lot further back. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm convinced that Iconian goes to the front and just wins this wins this horse race. With with the danger being Caracapo really having turned the corner and being a superior animal. Cool. Um, so what, what price you got? Uh, I price an Iconian favourite, but I'm I'm highly biased, as you yeah, can okay. tell by this lengthy rant. I was, uh, I was around the $6.50 mark. Yeah, and that's that's what he is. Yeah. That's what he is. So I've marked him, I think it was 4 bucks, and then four fifty Caracapo and, and five fifty. Rebel Knight. I, I didn't okay. give anything else a chance. Cool. Um, so, what what do you suggest for the punters, Terry? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be suggesting a full unit each way stake at the six fifty seven bucks. Um, you're getting two fifty a place. It's just a yeah, go and go and get a second mortgage type thing each way type stuff. That's what I reckon, Bate. You with me? Well, yeah. He's he's got to be a gen, he's got to be major. Major on, winning Beige, chance. Bate's just sitting on the fence at the but, moment. He's just he's just about to hop off. I think I am hopping off. I'm gonna. I'm going to stick with Rebel Knight. Okay. Licking my wounds after last... Did you sleep well last night? <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Yeah. Right. Licking my wounds after last Saturday. Rebel Knight, 1,100 metres, never got out, never never saw daylight and, and probably, you know, arguably should have won. But there, as Terry mentioned, there were some other horses in that race who were pretty stiff as well. Rebel Knight, more suited at the 1,200 metres on the quick backup. Pike stays on board. He's going to hold a midfield running position, hopefully with a bit more galloping room. If he, um, I just think he's in a really good space. This horse, they, they've um, they've obviously identified that they want to um, keep him to the shorter courses. This prep, they stretched him out to a mile on a couple of occasions last time in. But he is, um, I just feel he, he's ready, ready to win, or clearly he's ready to win. I marked him three dollars. Uh, three dollars twenty-five. He'll start favourite beach. There's, there's yeah. no doubt he'll start your um your favourite. I'm actually sorry, just just reviewing my market. I've actually marked in the Deconian three fifty Caracapo three fifty Rebel Knight four seventy. Okay. So I've got the rest of the field being yeah. a sixteen percent chance, which I, that's probably a little bit uh, far fetched. But yeah, got those three as clear standout anyway. For me, I think Rebel Knight Rebel Knight will win. Pike will be looking. We're very eager to make amends after give me a, last. Give Saturday. me a speed map. Where have you got him? I just I feel like he's probably going to have. Four or five behind him. Yep. Yep. That's that's where I've I, I, I've uh, so about four pairs back. Yeah, I think maybe midfield, maybe a pair worse than midfield. Um, Laconian will have uh, plenty of advantages hightailing it out in front. Rebel Knight has a big booming finish. I think he if he can get out into the into the lanes and he can he can run home run home over the top. So I'll be looking at. Uh, 
playing Rebel Knight. Obviously, Caracapo won too well to ignore the other day. There you're three. There you're three. And I, there's a horse that trolled really nicely the other day called Crystal Valley. It's got plenty of ability. It's not its race tomorrow, but moving forward, keep a close eye on Crystal Valley, especially if it, when it gets up in trip. So for me, Rebel Knight. Nikonian with uh, Bobcats. Any kind of earth-moving equipment you can find, just go and get it and move it on. Get the shovels uh, out? Get the shovels, mate. Yeah, get the industrial-sized shovels. Uh, mentioned Mankind as well. Last start, huge. Three and four day mm. the trip. Keep coming around second. Really good. A, a lot of that was due to the fact there was a wall of horses held up. But um, Jersey Gates soon, I think... Uh, I think uh, ex-Frio Docker Hayden Ballantyne will uh, have uh, another Saturday winner coming up. Cool. All right. Race five, a very cool edition of the Sir Ernest Lestia Classic. 1,400-meter hey. race for three-year-olds. been won by some very smart horses over the journey. This year, we see the clash between WA Guineas winner War Saint, Boom Youngster uh, Massimo, and Laver Rod, who is very highly regarded as well. $70,000 purchase. That's right. Beautiful looking horse, Laver Rod. As well as the bit of a wild card, or maybe not so much. We'll wait to hear what Terry has to think later. Three-year-old Philly, Santa Brown are coming back from the champion. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So um, how can I, for me, how can I go against Massimo? He's been so good to me recently. Um, keeps drifting, keeps winning. Um, You've got fill-up after fill-up on Massimo this campaign, haven't you? Yeah, he's... he's. Um, you call him the gift that keeps on giving? <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. What a, what a beautiful... What a beautiful horse Massimo has been to me, but also to his fans that they've been rewarded for sticking with him recently. His last three three victories have all been a little bit different. He's won in different ways, which shows uh, how much class he has. Look, I simply can't get off Massimo. The way that William Pike spoke about him during the week on radio was yeah. was um, you know obvi- he doesn't really. He doesn't. He's not really he was glowing. glowing. Yeah, he yeah. was glowing. But wasn't this, he? Yeah. This, this, this was different. He Massimo looks the part. Durant, Adam Durant, uh, rates him highly. Obviously, William Pike does as well. Uh, I just feel like whatever happens, however this race I'm gonna plays ask, out, I'm going to ask for a map again, Beige. Where have we got him? I have my map is War Saint Leeds. Yes, I reckon that. Laver Rod will begin well and they'll look to be positive. He might, he, I've got him outside leader. Okay. Annihilator leader's back and I've got Massimo in the 1 1. If Massimo lands 1 1, game over. I've got him 1 1. I've got him 1 1, but in a uh, slightly uh, different way. I've got, because um, he's, a, he's a quick beginner, mm. I've got him landing outside of War Saint. And I don't think that the Cummings Yard will be here to um, fornicate with spiders with widespread mm. um, after taking a sit last start. So I reckon they will be some extremely aggressive tactics from, tactics from the wide hole with widespread. Um, and that will give Massimo the 1 1, which is probably just exact same situation yep. for you. So. Um, yeah, no, I um I can see where you're coming from there, Beach. I look, my price Massimo was two thirty, so he's definitely under under that. He's a dollar dollar ninety, dollar eighty, dollar seventy in some places oh, at the moment. That's thin. Very thin. I'm he ha, and he has been he has been trending outwards, drifting late, especially Betfair recently. So I'm pretty confident I'll get I'll get the price I'm looking for on Massimo. As I said, regardless of what happens in running, this is a really, really good horse. He's just gonna find a way to win. Obviously, the, the horses I mentioned in my preamble 
Santa Brianna, Warsaw, and Laverod, all very, uh, very good three-year-olds, all well above average. Santa Brianna, I think, is the biggest danger, though. Uh, she she was mighty in the uh, Burgess Queen Stakes behind KC and Tuscan Queen, followed that up with a similarly brave performance in the Champion Philly Stakes when um, just gunned down late by Tuscan Queen, who's favourite for the Kingston Town Classic, the big group one later in the day. So... I think Massimo will win. Santa Brianna is the biggest danger. Terry. Yes, well, I agree with you and your, your top two clearly, but I'm um, going to have them the other way around, as you're probably probably aware. Very keen on Santa Brianna, actually. Very, very, very keen. I marked it equal favourite um, with Massimo. I couldn't even get Massimo as a clear favourite, so I, I marked them both at $3.20. I, I would have tipped Santa Brianna. I think David Harrison didn't realise how good this horse was, okay? He hasn't nommed it for the Guineas. He hasn't nommed it for the Kingston Town. If Santa Brianna was in the Kingston Town this weekend, I would tip it to win. Wow. In a group one. That's outrageous. Yeah, with the 50 kilos, I would probably tip it. A lot of that would have to do with the fact it would probably be 25 to one. I thought her last run was better than Tuscan Queens. To work forward like you had to do, then I don't think... I don't think it's you can quantify how difficult it is to work forward in a race, then take a sit, then have a little bit of trouble in getting out, and then hit the line like she did. Tuscan Queen didn't work forward. Tuscan Queen just found her spot, trailed in, and let down. It was a great run, don't you? I, I loved the run of Tuscan Queen. KC's run third. Santa Brianna was clearly a better run than KC. KC should have won the guineas. I, I just can't see. I mean, I, I do like the Durant polish on Massimo, and that, that, that's what does concern me here, but I think Santa Brianna's a special. I think she's a, just a complete nutter special. I just don't think that David Harrison realised how good this horse was and he hasn't nommed it for these races. And I think he made a mistake not going to the Guineas. I don't know whether she wanted the one-week backup. I think he's made a mistake not going to the Kingston Town. My my maths tell me she would have qualified ahead of Superstorm. I reckon they could have paid the late fee and she would have got a run ahead of Superstorm because she ran second in a Group 3 and she's a mass more prize money. And third in a listed race. Of course she gets a start ahead of Superstorm. So needless to say, Beige, if I would have given her a, a very live chance um, in the Kingston Town, I'm going to give her a, a pretty live chance here. So speed map-wise, I think she'll land on the back of Massimo um, in a two-back, one-out position. But she could always jump better and be a reason that Massimo's stuck deep. Mm. Um, I don't think she's a great jumper, though. A lot of her forward thrusts in the last two starts, at least, have been from uh, mustering rather than just pinging to the front. So, and um, last start was barrier-related as well. Though, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the previous effort with, with Andrew Castle on board and the Burgess Queen, Monstrous. she's been beaten two. 2.2 KC and, and, and Tuscan Queen, when she sat three and four deep the trip, no cover. You, you have no right to do that. Especially like, the way that that race was run. That was a fast, oh. fast 1,400-meter race too. So for her to still finish third under under those circumstances exactly was, right. was massive. Yeah. The conditions of these race, um, the set weights and penalties conditions of this race mean that she only carries the 53, but despite having arguably better form than the majority of this field. Oh, this is a... Um, I'm confident, Beach, as, oh, as, as you can probably tell. So, yep. very, very confident um, on Santa Brianna stalking, um, stalking Massimo this is or terrific. keeping Mac and Massimo. Terrific stuff, and, uh, this Terry. This is great. Oh, I'm bullish. Mm. I'm bullish, Beach. I'm bullish. So, yeah, very keen, Santa Brianna. Let's move on, eh? Awesome. I'm getting myself too excited now. So, Terry's ripping out the big calls on on the one one. <laughs> today punters so moving on to race six the jungle dawn classic second leg in the uh traditional fillies and mares um listed race series 
the first leg was the Jungle Miss Classic 1200 meters two weeks ago. Now they step up to the 1400 meters. Uh, set weights and penalties conditions. We have uh, quality mare, perfect jewel coming back from uh, the railway stakes. We have Jungle Mist Classic winner, Electric Light. Gee, that was uh, that was impressive, wasn't wasn't that she? Was. She was. she uh, she gave them windburn late, as well as highly regarded emerging mare, very sparingly raced mare, beautiful mind, who just happens to be my on top selection. What do you think, Terry? Do you do you agree with me? Or? I do. Bege. You do? Yeah, I do. Well, you think we made it one of our horses to follow um, on last week's uh, episode of the One One podcast. And I can't see any reason we wouldn't follow through here. Pretty happy narrowing it down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, electric Light and Beautiful Minds. I think if Electric Light's close enough to Beautiful Minds um, at the 200 or on straightening, she'll probably get past her. When I say if she's close enough, if she's within maybe two or three lengths, but I don't think she will be. Um, I think Snow Chino hops to the front. I think Beautiful Mind holds her back. Um, there's a chance that they're even aggressive on Beautiful Mind and she ends up leading. But I've, got her, I've got her leading. You do. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy either way, Beach, but I, I think she might land on Snow Chino's back. But um, either way, I'm um, I, I'm okay with how that'll be run. Pike's going to have to go back on, on Electric Light from especially, 10. Especially 1,400 as well. Does gonna, the 1,400 bother you? Not really, but it, the, 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 in order for her to utilize her weapon, which is her finish... They won't want to be burning too much she fuel needs early. She needs to conserve yeah. 100%, 100%. Couldn't agree with that more, Beach. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult ride for a ride for Pike. But we let her go last week when she was the rated horse by a mile. She yeah. was a horse that would have run a race in the winter bottom. We we discussed, and um, she's gone out at over five to one. I think Betfair SP. So yeah. that was that was a bit of a race shape though. Like it um, was yeah. dance, dance music, music did not, not lead, not leading. Yeah. Yeah, made it a very. Uh, Slowly run race. She mm. was able to creep into the race three wide, no work, and just went bang. Exactly I don't think right. that's going to happen on this occasion. I'm expecting a more genuine clip from um, either Beautiful Mind or Snow Chino. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there, Beach. Uh, I really like the run of Belmo Pago uh, last start as well, but I can't see her. I can't have her out sprinting electric light. Mm. And I'm um, happy putting a line through my railway stakes tip. Perfect jewel, just with the weight. Very hard to have, have mares with such a such a big weight. But uh, if she can carry the weight, um, she's all class. And, and the 1,400 metres might be close to her sort of distance. So, and not um, forgetting, two starts ago, she ran third to Samus Dan Ring Power yeah, exactly um, right. in the Asian Bow Stakes. So, yeah, she's... Her railway stakes run was pretty plain, but um, this is a big, big drop back. And if you take her at her best, then she's got she's got to be a major, major player, yeah, especially from from three as well. Hundred so percent three, yep. Hundred percent beige, but no, I'm pretty keen. Beautiful mind, uh, four sixty for most of yesterday. She was, I think. Now you're struggling to get. Um, much above the three dollar fifty mark. Uh, that's probably right. I, I think. I, what have I marked her? Three dollars ten. I think, again, I marked her an equal favourite with Electric. I did $3.10 for her and Electric Light. That was purely... If Electric Light draws four or five, then yep. she's a she's a clear favourite, but she hasn't drawn four or five. Yeah, so. I was um, I was three thirty Electric Light, Beautiful Mind, $4. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. We want probably a little bit more than the $3.40, $3.50. Look, I, I think she's going to start favourite, um, Beautiful Mind. I think by that stage of the day, if the pattern... Um, I better be careful with these calls, Beach. Actually, mm. I wanted to bring something up earlier. I got a bit of stick for declaring without reason last week. I don't think I completely declared it. What I said was that it would start favourite from the $17 it was early. And mm. um, it missed favouritism by about 50 cents. So 
if you're going to be uh, yeah, if you're going to be backing uh, things that shorten by a third of their price um, consistently, you'll you'll win long term. Obviously, the the one one listen, listeners just just chimed in and clearly just chipped away clearly, at the price. Clearly, so. clearly, it actually had every chance as well. Really. Oh, it had sort of had every chance. Next start, next ne- start. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I wasn't uh, wasn't sold in its final couple of hundred, but we'll get to that at a later stage. All right, how um, are we going? How how are we playing the Jungle Dawn? Beautiful classic? mind win bet. That's for me. Very simplistic. Um, Price-wise, I'm, I'm not sure. I can see support coming. That's the problem. The 350, I would love to see closer to four bucks. Yeah. See if you can shop closer to four bucks, but um, I'm pretty confident the beautiful mind wins this race. Echo your thoughts there, Terry, especially regarding the price too. $4 is what I'll, I'll be I'll be looking for. So beautiful mind. And if if uh, Dean Yandel can get her to bounce and, and find the front, she's going to control. She's got a good kick on her. Good luck running her down, punters. Good luck. If there's um, any sort of on-speed or rail bias and confidence increases too, it's clearly. The seventh beach, the uh, oh, the Scahill. It's actually a really um, nice addition to the Scahill. The Scahill's been just from memory, and this this might be completely wrong. Been a pretty pretty small field in recent years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because a lot of the railway horses obviously progressed to the um, either progressed to the paddock or they progressed to the Kingston Town. So or they go back over east. So really, um, really good bunch here that have skipped the winter bottom or are dropping back from the. This um, is an excellent race. Excellent race. Yeah. The only uh, thing is, we've just we've just got word that uni time um, is a scratching. That disappoints me, BJ. I um I thought Union Time was zero chance. So when you got a seven dollar pop, that's zero chance. That takes out a good chunk of the market. So at wait for age, I really like how Union Time's tracking, but uh, didn't um didn't give him a chance here. So how do you see this race being run, BJ? Well, Barrick uh, beats mm. our old friend. What are they um, doing? I'm not sure. I would have thought there would be. He was non on the day. He was non for an earlier fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred meter which, race, whatever which it was. Would have been a better option. Perfect, and he's. Racing well enough to be probably competitive. Just he was, about. He was. He was. He was pretty big the other day. He was beating one point six lengths. Tearaway leader in a listed race in the Carbine Club. Yeah. So anyway, I've got I've got genuine tempo. Barricky beats Wrinkley Abdicator. I'm expecting them to be really positive on Valor Road as well. Yeah. From the High Jaw, just just never in the winter bottom last Saturday. So it's going to be a really strong, fast. 1400 meter testing 1400 meter barricade beats wrinkly abdicator and valorate are going to have the camp they're going to be the two stalking the leaders but for me i'm going look obviously flirtini is just probably the most informed horse in western australia at the moment her winter bottom stakes run was was as oh, just crazy good run of the in, race for me and the way she's going she's a prop she could go to melbourne and win a race like the Oakley Plate or the Newmarket handicap. Oh, hello. I'm telling you, she is. She could go to to races like that in the in the autumn. He's well and truly off the fence now, isn't he? I like this. The way she's like, she all the numbers and all the stuff that she's doing at the moment. If she took that form to Melbourne, she'd be really competitive in Group One races over there, uh, especially when you line up how well Vital Silver and Rock Magic and those sorts of horses. Like, she, I mean, she's she could going, be better. She, she yep. can do better. She, yep. this, she's a, she's flying. Hats off to Simon A. Miller. This mare is humming. But I'm going to pick one to knock her off, Terry. Oh, My old yeah, favourite, Stage Man. Okay. I was um, going to ask you what you thought about Stage Man. No luck in the Colonel Reeves. Never got out. No, Almost a 
replica in the winter bottom last Saturday. Pikey, Pikey had a handful of horse and nowhere to go. I'm convinced she would have run second. He would have run second had with clear galloping room. I reckon he would have got over the top of Vital Silver and Rock Magic late and run second. Wouldn't have beaten Haydock. Did you hear what he said post-race? No, what did he say? He said, I've somehow managed to get blocked from the three-wide line. I'm not sure how that happens. Yeah, yeah, that was... I think that, that was a little dig at the uh, uh, Malaguera who was been, out four deep. Yeah, punching four wide, yeah. yeah. Pikey will be super keen to um, to get this one right. Stage man's having his first crack at 1,400 metres, which is kind of weird considering he's a Peters horse, but he's been restricted to the short course. Stage man, for me, he's just flying. He didn't. He's had two soft runs, even though he's deep into his prep, so he hasn't had a gut buster recently. That would must have taken something out of Flirtini the other day. She went so well. I wonder how much it's taken out of her on the seven day backup i think stage man will be a little bit fresher a little bit more explosive and i can see him getting the cash um stage man for me i marked him three dollars fifty um what is he at the moment terry about four bucks so with the scratching of um oh yeah, that might affect it a little uni bit, time yeah. might affect it so i might have to rejig my market but at the moment from what i can see he's three dollars sixty yeah, 360, so yep. there'll be some adjustments obviously with uh, uni time out but pretty confident stage man can, um, it's gonna be one, two finish stage man and Flirtini. They've been matching um, matching motors all prep. I think stage man can get her. Terry. I uh, agree with everything you just said, apart from I'll probably have Flirtini just in front of stage man. Um, we don't know how well stage man would have gone its last. So every chance um, she gets home just as well um, as Flirtini in both of those races and, and the market's probably identical rather than Flirtini being a clear favorite as it is. So. Uh, we're going to see wrinkly barricade beats go absolutely mad out in front at wait for age it'll the whole race will change it'll be a funny one to to watch i think because it'll change um uh it'll just look like a totally different race at the 200 when they all just come back and start bunching up and as you said i think we'll see flirtini and stage man both flood at them and i'd be surprised probably only bad luck means we don't see that as the as the quinella but um i'm going to hold Power, keep my power to dry for now because at 240 versus 360 there, there's no value in either mm. either but i'd be happy backing either um pending the drift um if we get three dollars plus flirtini or if we get 440 plus stage man i'd be happy looking at either of the two uh, yeah. as a bet otherwise i'll probably have something very very small if it gets to 25 30 to 1 on um the kelp from barrier one who might be three back the fence and just think it's a just think it's a better horse than we um, we often give it credit for and I, re- I really like Clint Johnston Porter as a jockey I think and I think he's a a rare jockey who rides sit and sprinters a lot better than he rides um, on paces so okay. um, I think he can find a gap and uh, and do the right things but yeah pretty keen that we'll see Flirtini and Stageman fight this out with luck in running being the um, the biggest factor beach there's no bets at the current prices though but doesn't mean there won't be yeah and um Obviously, last year's winner as well, Arcadia Prince, put the riding on the wall with a with a much improved second up run. Yeah, he's probably got further improvement in him third up. Um, if he if he can tap into some of his best form, he's he's a live chance as well. Yeah, hundred percent. So good race, the Scahill this year. Looking forward to it. On to the feature, Beach. Have you got a few questions for us? Yes. Okay. It's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition we need some music to lead us into that we do actually we can work on that so wa racing mastermind the weekly uh weekly mastermind quiz so obviously kingston town classic day so all these questions center around the kingston town classic so i haven't uh, i haven't actually heard these questions but i'm actually gonna have a crack now as we uh as as you read them out hot off the press so 
Uh, obviously, all the information will, will be posted on our Twitter page. Uh, so if you missed the questions in the run, just jump on Twitter and they'll all be there. And please lodge your answers via uh, direct message. And congratulations to Travis, Travis Murray, who won last week's um, Mundaring Hotel competition. He correctly answered the, uh, the Winterbottom Stakes question regarding Hortensia. So he's going to be getting his $100 gift voucher in the mail and heading off to see Ian O'Connor at the Mundaring um, very soon. So this week, Mastermind, WA Racing Mastermind. Three questions. Here we go. Name the only Kingston Town winner to go on and win a Japan Cup. Question one, that was. Question two, Steve Parnham has won, jockey Stephen Parnham has won three Kingston Town Classics. How many of them were three-year-olds when they won, remembering he's riding three-year-old filly KC in this year's edition? So how many Kingston Town Classics has Stephen Parnham, sorry, Stephen Parnham's won three. How many of them were three-year-olds? Easy one, that one, babe. And last question is, how many Kingston Town Classics have been won by Peter's Investments? So that's how many Kingston Town winners have carried the famous Cerise and White? Peter's investment colours over the journey. So three questions um, to be crowned this week's WA Racing Mastermind. I like it. I how, like do you th- it how do you think you'll go, Terry? Um, not so well. I reckon. Uh, I reckon I'll go close. We'll have a stab anyway. We'll have a stab. See if I can get myself a hundred. So, uh, am I exempt from the the ballot? Am I? I think so. Oh, yeah, that's probably fair. We'll put our line yeah. through ourselves. But um, I, just, I just want to be crown mastermind. <laughs> I just want to be crown mastermind. To be honest, that's all it's I really nice, care about. It's, nice it's all about the it. ego, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> The mastermind's got a nice ring to it. So you get your answers in via Twitter, via direct message, and um, and yeah, good luck. And you, uh, the winner will um, receive a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. Terry, you did the deep dive on the Kingston Town Classic during the winter, which was published on the Betfair Hub. Do you want to run us through your final thoughts on the big million dollar group one weight for age race over 1800 meters. I do. I won't go too deep into it because as I said, I, I sat down to write that thinking usually I can get something like that out in an hour or two. That took about five hours to, to wander through. It was a, a lot more complex race than I first um, envisaged it potentially being. And a lot of that has to do with the Eastern Staters coming across and where they're going to map. And, and my knowledge of the Eastern Staters um, isn't overly in depth. So a lot more research had to go into that. But um, this is the race of the, Carnival, do you agree with me, Beach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I made him agree with you then, basically. I didn't. I didn't give you a choice, did I? Actually, Winterbottom was good, but this it this, was. This is good. Winterbottom was good. a boring watch, though, wasn't it? The first three in running one, one, two, three. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I love this race. I love the Eastern Staters. I love the railway form. I love the Guineas form. I love the Champion Phillies form. I love the three-year-old allowance, even though I believe the three-year-old allowance is, is far too big. You um, think the weight for age scale is wrong? I <laughs> think it's wrong, yes. If you look at the, well, if you look at statistics... Terry's arguing over the weight for age scale. The last 17, uh, the last 17 um, three-year-olds... In the, 17 three-year-olds have been in this race in the last 12 years, and five of them have won. Mm. Um about just shy of 30% compared to about 4.5% of uh, older entrants. And while that percentage is skewed because there's a lot of horses, older horses that go in that can't win, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of three-year-olds that have SP'd out of those 17 that have SP'd at $20 plus, Fuddly Duddles, uh, Money Mahers. Um, there's a stack of them that, that, that went into the race as, as big price. And mm-hmm. in this one, we're going to see KC at 15 to 1, Superstorm 10 to 1, Jericho Missile 35 to 1, and um, Dig Deep did that and won. 20 to 1. So we're going to see some big prices about these horses. And I think that's where you can probably get some value, Beach. But um, 
Look, from a speed map point of view, I think all the pace is going to come across from the Eastern Staters from out wide. Galo Chop, Pacadali um, will, will come across. Tally will be more aggressive here, I think. I again, similar to the widespread theory, I don't think you, that the Godolphin boys um, will be just wanting to, to send the horse around and run on nicely. They'll want to just give themselves every chance. And Tally's only hope is to go forward and, and somehow be tougher than them. I don't think Tally has any hope in the world, but that's how I see it being run. Uh, Gadding will look to replicate its win in the Maccabi Diva, which means Lucy will try and go forward and find a spot with cover very close to the speed. Uh, the Velvet King only knows one way, um, but as you've been pretty big on over the last few weeks, you, you, you question whether it's going to get a strong 16, 1800. So um, I think they'll probably be happy with cover here um, in, in the Kingston Town, especially at the weight for age. They don't have the the 53 on the back anymore. Um, the, the key ones to map are the three-year-olds. Uh, KC1, Tuscan Queen 3, Superstorm 4, Dig Deep 5 have all been blessed with really good gates. And with the weight scale, to me, that just says one of them should win this horse race. Tuscan Queen is is one I've been taking on all campaign. like, And I've not, not been taking on, but I, I wasn't completely sold um, by... I mean, her debut win over Pure Dynamite was fine. Uh, her win over Grand Design was another was a nice win um, in a Class 3 fillies and mares midweek. I really liked her effort when running second to KC um, in the Burgess Queen. She had to lead them up without any cover because... Uh, who, who who were the tearaways that day, Beach? Boomtastic. Uh, hit, hit Wiggle and Boomtastic. Yep. So she had to lead them up. And while KC beat her, KC had the stalk, the stalk, the stalk, the stalk. And beat her by and, head. And beat her, yeah, yeah, beat her by a very small margin. Was, in, was entitled to do so. Effort in the Champions Phillies was just of a horse that's really on the improve, that's really just improving race after race after race. And she just um, she just profiles as, as the winner of this horse race. From barrier three, I think Pike will have her in um, fourth or sixth at eighth, very worse, but I, I think she'll only be two, three pairs back um in the run and it's eerily similar to it is last she year. is an arcadia queen though and a lot of data with an r it's mm. important to include the r analysts um <laughs> a lot of data analysts have uh, said she hasn't recorded the numbers but I'm, yeah. I'm not big on that because you can only record the numbers if you're in the hard run races it's you can't she can't put herself in a faster run race and record a I, I i don't like that very much she's She's dealt with what she's had to in the Champions Phillies uh, with a real degree of ease. And um, look, from barrier three, Pike knows how to win these, um, knows how to win the Kingston Town. He's done it on a few Peters Investments runners in the past, Beach. I won't tell you exactly how many, but he's done it on a few in the past. Um, and I suspect she'll be awfully hard to beat. In saying that, I... Um, Interestingly, though, the prices evaporated while well, we've been recording this I, Well, I, that was, that was, that's been up now for about four hours of preview, but I've been telling everyone since the barrier draw that uh, the 340, 350, 360 that was available will end up being mid-twos, despite the data not suggesting that it, it should, um, it should uh, trend in that particular manner. So 260, 280 is available. I still think that's probably, um, that's probably getting to as low as you probably want to be going um, with her. But um, I think that the value, if you're looking for some value, it does lie in the, in the three-year-olds around her. Um, KC was a nice run. I think Tuscan Queen's a superior animal to KC, but Steve Parnham does know how to win this race again. Mm -hmm. You'll, uh, you'll have to answer that question in the mastermind with Steve Parnham. Uh, Superstorm is a horse who we could talk about for a long time, but I don't, um, I don't know if McGrady will be... It's a horse I don't know if it'll be tractable enough to win. Maybe the best horse in this race, but my worry is with Pike not being on, McGrady will think he, the horse is gone too far out, but the horse just needs livening up and waking up. 
Um, it'll be a great story for those that remember my windstorm bet where we accidentally backed Superstorm and got the ticket changed to, to windstorm for this race. Um, that would be extremely entertaining to talk about next week, Beach, if it, if it does happen to salute. Um, and then there's the two horses who really are the two that won't know themselves with 52 in, in Dig Deep and Jericho Missile. They've been the, the standout two and three-year-olds, I guess, uh, in early season. Yep, absolutely. Uh, carry the big weights all through the, the three-year-old classic, all through the Belgravia, all through the Faritha. Both were... Um, not suited by the way the Guineas was run, slowly run race. Wide, Thought Jarek, wide, wide draws dealt them. Wide draws, yeah. Cool just just didn't them. give him much of a hope. So I think at twenty to one and thirty to one, like if you if you're looking for some value in the race, they're they're probably the two. Um, if Dig Deep does win, I um, it's a big chance there won't be an episode of the one one next week because I'll still be celebrating somewhere, Beach. I'd suggest. But um, no, I'm kidding. I'll be here. Win, win, uh, rain, hail, Crown shine. Towers, according to uh, it, might be to an entertaining. Twitter. Let's just say it might be an entertaining edition. Actually, so we might need a um, a translator to <laughs> so, so people can understand what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, cracking race. I think Best of Days is the only older horse that can win. Um, and I, even then, I'm not not overly um, bullish on Best of Days. But uh, from the barrier, with the weight swing, it gets um, and all the other runners from the railway. Really like the the Godolphin polish and the James Cummings uh, polish. It can settle up maybe three pairs back the fence type thing. Um, but a cracking race. Big lane to the three-year-olds. And I think Tuscan Queen's the best of the three-year-olds. Drawn well. Good jockey. Yeah, for me, around the $3 mark, it's a very easy uh, investment, Beach. Before you finish up, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts, quick thoughts, Regal Power, Railway Stakes winner? Yeah, nice run in the Railway Stakes, but I think uh, Pike rode that a treat, three-wide line, got the spot, got the card up off horses like Platoon, uh, who ran out, of its, um, ran out of its skin. Platoon had a similar run, ran third. I think that sort of tells you a little about a little bit about that Railway Stakes. So 53 to 59, loses Pike. And people will say, oh, hang on, Damien Oliver's on. Isn't that mm. an upgrade? No, it's not. Not not in Perth. P- Pike's the best jockey in Perth. Pike's a better jockey than Oliver. I watched Damien Lane ride last week, and I, I thought, I don't think Damien Lane rides Ascot well. Um, he's, I, I'm sure that won't go down overly well, but um, there's just something about your your best jockey at the home track riding. I prefer Pike onto any jockey in the entire world in, in Perth. Yeah, home ground advantage um, for sure. In Perth. Yeah. So I think he loses a little bit by Pike um, not being on board. But um, no, I think he'll run on nicely and I think he'll win the Cox Stakes um, and, and be a big live hope in the Perth Cup with a big weight um, early next year against the three competitors that it uh, that he faces in that race probably. Um but no, not not for me, Beach. Very happy taking him on, and I would I wouldn't take sixteen seventeen to one, which is double the price. Might even chuck a price up on Twitter uh, on Twitter later on Betfair. Yeah, we, okay. better, we better lay a couple, hey? Did yeah. you put Royal Command up last week? We did. We yeah. put up five in total, and I've put up pretty big quotes. And they've all they've all got beaten. Uh, a couple just, but um, yeah, no, we'll find a couple to chuck okay. up tonight. Good. Actually, all not right. Sure what, yeah. All right. Well, I posed a question on Twitter last night. Uh, on uh, at Thoroughheads WA. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? Where, where, where can people find you, mate? Let's get a wriggle on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so uh, I posed a question last night. Is Tuscan Queen immoral? And, um, Overwhelming uh, answer was no. Yeah, there was a bit of that. I tend to think I tend to think that she is. Uh, might sound ridiculous, really, in a grit $1 million race. Three-year-old filly having a fifth, fifth start. I just... From barrier three, Terry? Can I ask one thing? Do you think we're trained, because we've seen this happen so many times in this race, that we're trained and there's a subconscious part of our brain, we're getting a little bit deep here, Beach, yep. 
that we see the Theresa White on this type of horse and we just naturally think wins because we've seen it happen so many times before. Not in not in the frontal lobes of our brain, <laughs> but in the back of our brain. Do you think that's a possibility, Beige? Potentially, yeah. Mm. We might be might have uh, confirmation, Theresa White confirmation yes. bias or something like that. 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, I think the, the draw just do, do, does it for me. Mm. Like from three, Pike's going to have options he can he can put her exactly where he wants her without spending any like without burning any fuel at all so the way i see it is she's going to land hopefully a pair better than midfield uh, and hopefully one off stepping up to 1800 is going to probably suit her even more out of i think she's out of a zabil mare or something like that i know you're not a breeding man but that's that's that for me is 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 another little little tick um Tuscan Queen, I just think she's mapped so well, 50 kilos. My view is nothing that settles behind her will be able to get past her. I think Tus- I think Superstorm will follow her everywhere she goes. So for me, in my preview, in the leg up, I had Superstorm as my second pick to knock off Tuscan Queen. Now I'm sort of more leaning towards KC. I think that Stevie Parnham is going to be really, really positive on KC. He'll know that the only way he can um, he can beat Tuscan Queen. I don't think he can settle behind Tuscan Queen and get past her, as I just said before. If K- if Stevie Parnham's really positive on KC, he can uh, that filly can make, well. can make things. He's riding really well. Rides has a terrific record in this race as well. I think she's the biggest danger to to Superstorm. So for me, I'm uh, to Tuscan Queen rather. So for me, I'm operating around the two, three year old fillies. I actually think Tuscan Queen is immoral. If she's going to get beat, it'll be by the fellow three year old filly, KC. Beige, we need your opinion on the people's horse. I can't unbiasedly uh, give mine. Can Dig Deep win the horse race? I, I don't think he can win, Terry. Um, well, this, is, this has been enjoyable doing the podcast with you, Beige. Be- <laughs> We're probably going to wind her up there, I'd suggest. As I said, I, I, I don't... I think he may even settle behind. Will he settle behind Tuscan Queen? Do you think? Don't know. Yeah, Dunno. I think the the plan will be to try and settle in the first six. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to be positive. So, yeah, favorite I for the WA Guineas. I know he was a, a race, a race which is traditionally the most important lead up to this event. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And he went, he went good. I'll be cheering for you. I just, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty keen Tuscan Queen. I've had a mark three, three dollars twenty. That's your polite way of saying go and get stuffed, Harry. And uh, I had KC eight dollars. So for me, she's a, she's a real overlay at her, her, her yep. current quote. So really, really keen Tuscan Queen. It's just got deja vu from last year's Kingston Town Classic. And as Terry mentioned, that might, might be some 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 bias, uh, some cerise and white flavored uh, bias right there, but. I think this Philly special, she looks the winner for me. And if anything's going to knock her off, it's going to be Casey. I can't really um, bring any of the other older horses into calculations. And with you, I think the best of days is probably the the, the only older horse that can trouble these three-year-olds. So I'm with you, Beige. If you can triple your money on um, on Tuscan Queen, I think you'll find that's a very shrewd investment, hey? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you think Dig Deep's the main danger? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Good luck to 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 everyone involved in the Group One, and um, no doubt we'll we'll have um, we'll keep a close eye on Terry's Dig Deep because um, the Stone Motherless will be rocking. Oh, the Stone Motherless! I tell you what, you I actually I'll, you won't have to pay for a drink the entire night if it does get up. So um, I will just uh, I'll just there yeah, the bar will be something else. Anyway, Terry's going to be down there, and if Dig Deep wins, look out, guys, come mm. come down and uh, enjoy what should be a, a pretty hefty celebration yeah. so we finished up 
the yes, we have. Oh, we did mention Jericho Missile. I just think it's run in the. Um, I'm not convinced it gets the 1800, but I can't have a three year old at 40 to one in this race paying te- 10 bucks a place more. So I can't have. I think that's probably your outlier quote for the race. I just think. I just think it's weighted so well to three year olds this event that we can't discount a horse that will just 52 kilos. And, and if, if Peter Nucky can get the right trail into it, we've seen some of the, the section looks can reel off. So if you're looking for a Maddie in the race, I think it's Jericho Missile. Okay. Race nine. So before we get on to the last, we have to do a very quick preview of the last, Terry, but we uh, have to mention the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes yes. competition. So very simply, uh, at the one one pod on twitter send through who you think is going to win the the last race and by a winning decimal margin um timmy hewitt uh, is, is sending out some gourmet steaks to the winners so timmy hewitt from market city meets Canningvale markets on bannister road so the get out steaks at the one one pod send through the winner of the last race and the decimal margin my pick for this week's get out steaks is british bessie by 1.3 pretty lengths. Close. You were pretty close last week too, weren't you? Very close. Yeah. Very close. Um, who would you go? British Bessie, half a length. Okay. So I'm in. You're in. I can win some mate. Beautiful. And so that rolls straight into the the last, which is a 2100 yeah. meter rating, 66 race. And I think you're with me. Yeah. Pretty keen British Bessie, mate. Terry, thoughts? Yeah, pretty keen. Last 200 back to an unsuitable 1800 meters last week was hot on a track where not many made ground. So I think the winner comes from um, British Bessie or a sentimental gift purely if Pike outrides CJP. But uh, really like British Bessie as a progressive stayer and... Um, that's the way I'm going to go, Beach. I don't think we need... We could look deeper into the race if need be, but there's a lot of horses that simply just won't really compete here. And it's drawn, it's weighted. I like Clint um, as, as a jockey. So I, I think the $4 plus for British Bessie is, is a really easy finish in the uh, get-out stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. 100%, Terry. I actually thought she was one of the races, the runs of the day. The other, yeah, the other, she was. Just, just um, got bottled up in, in, in traffic. Late splits were good, was on the wrong part of the track. 1,800 metres wasn't a go. Back up to 2,100 metres. I reckon she'll win $4 is a good price, I think. It's very difficult to win 2,150 back to 1,800. Like that, that, that is one of the hardest things to do in racing. So the step back up to this journey is, um, yeah, it's everything for her. So, and I reckon if Pike uh, gunned to his head and wasn't so committed to the Peters yard, he probably would have preferred to ride uh, yeah, that, Bessie over the uh, over the gift. That's an interesting, mm. interesting thing as well. So the get-out stakes... British Bessie for me, Terry's uh, very similar thoughts. So don't forget to get your entries in on Twitter. I think the margin will be very important this week. So yes. I think British Bessie and Sentimental Gift will be very popular. Very popular. So think about your margins and um, we'll uh, we'll announce the winner on uh, Sunday. Okay. Our one bets, which have been two bets recently, Terry. Yes. So no, just one today. Okay. Me? I'm up. You're up. I'm up. The Naconian. Good stuff. Okay. I simply cannot... Um, Jump off now. Massimo has been my oh, best bet. Three starts in a row. It has, yeah. Um, Massimo uh, t- uh, to win the Lestia Classic for me. Hopefully he gets out to around the $2.50 mark on the day, but Massimo for me. Terry, do you have a Maddie? Dig deep. Dig deep? Yep. Dig deep Jericho missile in that race. I just think three-year-olds at that the big prices. If something goes wrong with Tuscan coin, gets held up. Horses do get held up, Beach. Stagion's been held up its last two, so we, we do see these things happen. I just think it's a, a catered race for the um, 
the three-year-olds and I just don't think any should be going around at six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a place. So Dig Deep Jericho Missile at, um, at big quotes in the in the group one. And if Dig Deep does win any profits I do make from the race, I won't go home with because they'll be on the bar at the stone well, as I suggest. Okay. You? Right. Um, I haven't really Last week we went one. okay. We yes. should mention that actually. Mention. I think mention. I'll throw at Rock Magic as my Maddie and it ended up paying eight bucks a place. It was 50 to one by jump and... Um, you were with Speed Bandit. Speed Bandit. Got out to, it was 20s out to 70s. I actually had something on, win only at the 70s behind Mr. Genoa. And um, nice little ride by Natasha Faithful to, to run second. So 50 to 1 and 70 to 1, and they've run second and third. So let's see if we can go one better this week and get dig deep up, eh? This is a real Maddie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but place only. No, 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 no. Don't listen to that, guys. We don't do place only. Okay. Well, we this, always this, have something on the win. This is, I hate place this is, only. This betting. is rare, but this is mad. I actually thought this horse went really good the other day 1400 meter specialist it's gonna he's gonna wind back the clock on saturday and uh, run a very cheeky race at huge odds disposition in the aj scahill oh, yeah, stakes okay. i can actually one of the owners actually tipped that to me before its last start they said they were quite keen and it's going well and whatnot so it's actually it's form prior it's good two, two yep. starts back when yep. they're good aesthetically prior to that, good too it's been yep. good so no, dispo at, yep. at, at, at big odds oh there you go um now we've Dig uh, deep all up disposition okay horses to follow uh, I've got, I don't like to follow the ones that win. I like to find something a bit more obscure, but we are going with a, a winner from last week and not to be missed. I just, horses just don't win like that. Horses don't make sustained runs for the entirety of the event, find a spot, have a 10 second breather and then get going again and, and out, um, and outlast a reasonable one in, in a photo. So, um, not to be missed wins black type within the next 12 months. Um, and country watching a horse by the name of, um, New mistake should have won by. I uh, took it fifteens about it. Started fives. Uh, should have won by three hundred and twenty-seven lengths. Um, at uh, <laughs> conservatively, yeah, conservatively, yeah. At uh, Bunbury or Northern, somewhere like that last week. So it was fifteens to fives that day. I suggest next start it'll open up quite thin, but um, it just looked like it was just bold. It genuinely would have won the race by three or four lengths with normal luck. So new mistake wherever it starts and a maiden next start um, for Steel Casey. Get on. Good stuff. Okay, horses to follow for me. I didn't mind the run of a horse called Pub Brawl at Northam last week. Ashley Maley, cheeky little run in a maiden. Saturday Sun will be winning very soon. He's green but from the David Harrison yard, but he's got uh, plenty of upside. Follow him. He might even be an acceptor at Pinjar on Sunday, so see how that plays out. And I think we've mentioned earlier that Plutocracy was uh, very unlucky first up last Saturday. Simon A. Miller, he looks like he's in for a good prep. Also, um, a few people know that I like I really like my trials. Mm. I've asked for some horses to follow or some trial watch, trial files, I suppose. So oh, someone's already got that name. We never come up with a new name. New, new watch. Yeah. New, new name for yeah. if anyone has got any ideas, send them through. <laughs> we'll okay. But there was a horse that trialed at Bunbury the other day. Trial Eastern time? Stater. Sorry, I'm just, just thinking there. How loud. That's all right. Eastern Stater, Vicky Lane, ridden by Damien Lane. Fancy Damien Lane going down to ride at the Bunbury trials. Mm. But he was there and he rode a horse called Norton. Very impressive. Eastern, uh, from the east is now in the west. Uh, Vicky Harper, sorry. Vicky, Vicky Harper. Harper. Banjo uh, Man. Yeah, Banjo yeah. Man, Vicky Harper, sorry. Um, mother of Damien Lane. He rode it in its trial and it cantered in. Norton, keep an eye on it. 
Kelvin, very smart three-year-old from the Fred Kersley stable. He trialed at Belmont on Monday. Uh, was it Belmont? Lark Hill, maybe. And he uh, he looks like he's in for a good prep. And an unraced horse from the Lindsay Smith yard called Garam Piero. Garam Piero. It's had two, two trials, has been well hidden on both occasions. Peter Hall has been in the saddle. Keep an eye out for this horse. And we'll post all this information on Twitter later as well so that wraps up a huge episode of the one one kingston town classic flavored episode good luck terry with dig deep in the big one thank you Verge. very exciting for everyone involved and um would you like to do the honors my friend of course uh until next week on the one one